Imagine a world without heritage. What would society be like without culture? What would it be like to have no tradition? These are the questions on the minds of Philadelphians facing the potential loss of the Philadelphia Mummers Parade. To outsiders looking in, the parade is nothing more than a holiday celebration. When in reality, the parade carries with it centuries of tradition. Thousands of Philadelphians and individuals in the tri-state area selflessly devote hours of their lives to bring entertainment to others, but more importantly, a rich sense of culture and life to the city itself. These are views from individuals in the center of the Save the Mummers campaign. This is a look inside their world. Behind the Strut, a look inside the world of the Philadelphia Mummers, an 89.1 WYBF-FM production. The Philadelphia Mummers Parade is a tradition that spans centuries. Every year, local clubs enter into one of four categories, comics, fancies, string bands, and fancy brigades. With fanciful costumes and movable floats, the clubs compete in a parade held on New Year's Day in South Philadelphia. The parade itself has a rich history, stretching back to 19th century Philadelphia during times of heavy immigration. Jim Julia, former captain of the Downtowners Fancy Brigade and president of the Philadelphia Mummers Association, explains the origin of the Mummers. The, the original Mummers, and, and we call them that because that's how it started out, uh, the whole idea of what they call a mummer or a New Year shooter was they used to fire off guns into the air to celebrate New Year's, and you know there's a danger to that. So the city wanted to stop that, and that's when they asked them to go out on Broad Street. No, don't fire off any guns, and just wear these uh, costumes, and they'll award prizes. Since its conception, the Philadelphia Mummers Parade has become a spectacle in place of the original spontaneity that drove the parade. The show itself has many different players, as Jim explains. It was the comics first, and we still call them the original mummers. And what they basically do is they do not spend the kind of money that the string bands and fancy brigades do. But what they they kind of do a political satire type of thing, and they pick a theme, and uh, they they don't build gigantic floats. And again, they're they're for fun, and they have a great time with it. Fancy division is what I call the Rose Bowl portion of the mummers, where it's just big, elaborate floats, really pretty floats, beautifully decorated. Uh, there's a captain who wears a long train. and It's basically a display of floats. The string band division is a very organized division. They play music. Theirs is basically, an, and their number one mark is music. And that's what they're known for. And that's the, the, the whole mummer tradition is based on the music. And so they're, they're a giant cog in the wheel and very well known. Uh, the Fancy Brigades, which were formed after the string bands in the 50s and really came into their own in the 70s, have grown every year. And the productions now are incredible with the choreography. The floats are as big as houses, and there's multi-levels of them. In the Philadelphia Mummers Parade, the Fancies are by far the most elaborate and admired division. Um, what the Fancy Brigades represent is what I call Broadway meets Mardi Gras. And it's four minutes, and people think of Mummers as... You know, just being this uh, spontaneous celebration, and it's, it's no longer that way. It is a well-planned out, choreographed, detail-oriented, four-and-a-half-minute theme that is just... It, I've been involved in it for 37 years, and the day after the parade when I watch the tapes, whether it's the string bands or the fancy brigades, it absolutely leaves me in awe that these are everyday Philadelphians uh, putting time towards a tradition and putting it on that well, and it's, it's just an amazing feat. These everyday Philadelphians are what shape the Mummers into who they are to the Philadelphia community. Each has a story of how they came to be a member of the Mummers. Among them, Jesse Foytick, 
member of the Downtowners Fancy Brigade. I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia for the first six years of my life. I moved to South Philadelphia in second grade, which was I was seven years old. And my mom met my stepdad, and he was in this club called the Downtowners Fancy Brigade. So I had no idea what this was ever. And when I found out about this, I mean, my mom wanted to put me in immediately. So the first year, which was 1998, we did Open Sesame as our theme. So my suit was Jafar. I remember going back home and showing everyone uh, from the Northeast, my neighbors and stuff like that. Like I was really happy and excited of being in the New Year's parade. And I, I still had no idea what it was about, even though I had my costume. I still had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. But it was still very exciting to me. And I just stuck with it throughout my whole entire life. And we moved to South Philadelphia, and I've been a part of it ever since. And Mike Haynes, a member and musician in the comics division, shares a similar story. I've been marching for about 10 years now. That, that's the thing about the clubs. When, when you join a real good one, there is a real sense of community and sort of camaraderie with it, you know. So, I, you know, I know what this is all about. I, I grew up right on 2 Street, and I've been doing this, you know, pretty much for as long as I could be responsible enough to participate in it myself. And, you know, it's always been more than just a party for me, you know. There's a, there's a lot of community and tradition surrounding it that's just great to be a part of. You know, it might be hard to believe, but mummers come from, all, you know, all over, you know, the tri-state area, not just Philadelphia, not even just South Philly, let alone Two Street. It's, it's a great community, and everyone respects each other and works together to put this thing on every year, you know, from division to division. There's, you know, there's countless meetings and fundraisers that go into it, and it's always just been... In my opinion, a beautiful tradition that we're able to have a lot of fun with. It means a lot to me. My family started their own brigade, which is still out there, Golden Crown. It's just been something I grew up with. I think that it's it's underrated as far as what it does for the community of Philadelphia, not just South Philadelphia, but all of uh, Philadelphia as far as having a tradition that's been around for uh, officially for 100 years, but unofficially it's been uh, parading on the streets for the last 300 years. Um, it, it's also a part, a chance to be part of something that you can do with your family. Um, it's a very special thing, like I've said before. One of the examples I use is uh, I've gone to all my son's games as he grew up. He's now graduated from college last year, but when he was playing Little League and soccer and swimming and basketball and everything that he played, I went and seen him play. But the only place where we're actually teammates, where we are on the same team, is when we're in the downtown. So. It's something that I share with him, and it kind of keeps a family close. There's a unifying thread that goes through every generation. The comics, fancies, and string band brigades all develop a sense of unity within their division. Members of the Mummers bond like few other, forming a family outside of the home. Jesse Foytick describes his personal experiences with this unique Mummers bond. You know, I don't know what inspires me to actually be in a club besides the fact that my family grew up in this club and, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of great people in that club and, you know, you still want to be a part of everything that they're a part of and you don't want to be left out or anything like that and that inspires me to to be in a club and to want to, you know, be with them people because they're great people to be around. New Year's Day is what the Mummers is all about but it's also a whole year thing where you go up to the club on Sundays, you grow up pretty much with them people. I mean, some people have been in my club for 40-something years. I mean, that's cra- That's insane. 40 years of your life, you've been in the, the Mummers. Growing up with the same people, you don't see them people on an everyday basis, but you can be a part of something. Bystanders are unaware of the time, 
dedication, and preparation put into giving the city a parade it longs for every year. Both Mike and Jesse serve on the proverbial front lines of the Mummers Parade and know firsthand the amount of effort involved in creating something that looks effortless. As far as the Save the Mummers deal goes, you know, people just don't necessarily see it as what it is for what it is. Most people seem to think of it as just a big party where if, it may look like that on the surface, but in reality there's a lot of planning and preparation and tradition that goes far you know, deeper into it than anything else could. I mean, the countless, you know, fundraisers clubs have to put on in order to get the money up to provide this entertainment, this celebration for people to kick off the new year in a positive and, you know, happy way. For me, it's always just been more about the community of it and, you know, the feeling of having, like, an extra family and just a bunch of friends. There's a lot of effort. It starts January to January, so you go all year round. You can present your own theme. You can do other things, like, throughout the year, when we start preparing for the new year, we usually have to make all the props, costumes, and this work starts usually around October until December. But throughout the summer, we have other things that, that we have uh, parades that we do to make our club money. Throughout the year, we have drills on Sunday and Wednesdays, usually starting in September to December. And then club work and warehouse work will start around October till December. It does feel like a sporting event, and it's a great feeling when you completed all your goals. You, you set out to put on a theme, do it a certain way. When you do that and you have all the guys behind you, it's just a great feeling. It's a great release, and I think that's why you see so much um, fun down on 2nd Street is it's a release of a year, and particularly in the last couple months, of uh, pent-up energy and just stress. Bystanders are unaware of the time, dedication, and preparation put into giving the city a parade it longs for every year. Jim Julia, who has been involved in the Downtowners for almost 40 years and serves as the president of the Mummers Association, understands the pressure and commitment in preparation to provide a great routine for the club. There are times, you know, I, I now split it between association work and uh, Downtowners work. So obviously being the captain, it's, it's, it's a lot in the beginning, getting ready for the next year, and then it kind of falls off a little till we pick a theme, which, again, is only up to March. And then it picks up again, and, and the Fancy Brigade stuff, association stuff, lasts all year long. So I would say at this point, a good week, it's only two nights a week. When it gets really bad, it's probably four or five nights a week. We drill every Sunday and Wednesday. They are our practices. We learn our dance routines. We have two choreographers. They teach us to move step by step. So we have a, a count. Usually we go to an A count. So every move consists of one count. And then we have to make it even, so all your moves have to come to an eight count at the end of it. And then that's how you base the timing of how long you have, because we only have four minutes. So every count has to add up to that four minutes, and that's how they make it accurate. Willie Adams, co-captain of the Jester's Brigade in the Comics Division, shares his thoughts about misconceptions of the Mummers. Most people think that, uh, you know... Year's Day, and we just get together on New Year's Day, and we go out and we celebrate. It, it, in fact, it's not that. It's a, it's a whole year's preparation. We actually start the week. We take one week off after New Year's, and then we start the week after that, and we start preparing for our upcoming year. After a year of preparation, the brigades are ready to showcase their routines, 
costumes, and spirit. When it comes down to the big day, the brigades are judged differently. While all the brigades march on Philadelphia's Broad Street, only the string bands and comics are judged there based on 30 seconds of their full routine. The Fancies and the Fancy Brigade are judged at Philadelphia's Convention Center. Once we head to the Convention Center, the show usually starts at 12 o'clock. So you have, you can imagine, an hour and a half to two hours of you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting for the show to start. And then even when the show starts, your club might not go up till an hour after the show starts. So one o'clock, you might not even be going up depending on what position you have. So after everyone's done their positions and drilling for the first show, after the first show, usually everyone's done around one thirty, two o'clock, you head right to Royal Street. The day after the New Year's Parade is a hard day for all mummers, especially those that did not place where they had expected. The next day, you, you wake up at uh, 9 in the morning, you got to go up to the commercial center, break everything down, you want to you take all the floors down because we have to be out of there by 12 o'clock that night. Not one club can have anything in there. You can imagine that's a lot of work to do. If you win, it's a good feeling to go up there the next day and you see every club up there and everyone's congratulating you and... But you see more people that next day at the convention center when you're breaking everything down. You go up to the clubhouse and just you watch the videos and everyone's got their say about who should have did what. And nothing really matters because the winners said and done and nothing's going to change them. They're the winners. They have a serenade the next week. And no matter what anyone's opinion is, that's who won. That's said and done. Very happy with what we did on New Year's Day. It, it, it was like a we had an old school flavor to us and a, a, lot, of, a lot of the guys were happy that we did that. And we made the people happy, so that's really all that matters. One of the biggest obstacles for the Mummers does not come in the form of rival teams or disappointment after New Year's Day. Rather, the obstacle is that of money. In addition to time, most members of the Mummers pay an annual membership fee to help fund the club's parade for the given year. Philadelphia City legislation had, for some time, contributed to help fund the annual parade. These days... After numerous budget cuts and under a new administration, the Mummers are left to fend for their own. It was really sprung on us very last minute last year and the previous year. We didn't really have that much time to prepare when the new budget came out, especially for the 2009 parade. The budget was released in November, so we didn't have a lot of time to prepare. So that was that was especially scary. This past year, you know, we had a lot more time to prepare and, and get things going, and we managed. You know, it, you know, it wasn't easy at times. You know, and there was a lot of uncertainty. And, and, you know, there wasn't always as much morale as there could have been. People were worried because something that's been a part of them and something they've been comfortable with for their whole lives, a lot of people, you know, this is the, old, it's the oldest parade in the country. So a lot of, there was a lot of fear surrounding that. But once we got that first little road bump out of the way, you know, in, in November, um, it started to become a lot more real. It's, it's something that the community has become very aware of. And, you know, um, Local businesses have been supportive. You can tell the people in South Philly really do care because of all the outpouring support we've had. I mean, I stopped playing music after high school, and this is the only thing I can do now to play music, and I would hate for it to stop. All right, well, we have this mayor, Michael Nutter. I know other people in the Mummers Parade would have a definitely different opinion than I do, but I want to go a different way with it. And I understand this is a New Year's event, and this is you know a financial crisis. But you don't want to take away firefighters and police officers and cut their budget over ours. You want to make sure that you have the firefighters and cops out there over this parade. It is only like $800,000 to throw up every year. I mean, it's not easy for any of us to say it's easy, but for the city, they make a lot of money every year. So $800,000 is really nothing to them. 
if it's going to cause them to lose cops and firefighters, then, I mean, if we have to find a runway to march, then that, that's that's how it is, I, th- I think. Budget woes and legislation passed through Philadelphia City Hall in recent years have caused tremendous anxiety for members of the Mummers and Philadelphians alike. Last year, the city would only put up half, so the other half we would have to make on our own through just um, donations. I know last year we had a hard hard time and a lot of people felt that we weren't even going to march down at all. And that's a hard feeling when you've worked from, like, again, September up until New Year's Day and you, you find out that you're not even going to march down the street. That's kind of heartbreaking. Something that you, someone's been doing for 40 years in our club, that's a tradition right there. It's not even about, you know, winning or new. It's not even about any of that no more. That's a tradition that they've done for their whole life. And sometimes traditions mean more to people than anything. In an effort to raise funds after this dramatic legislation, Jim Julia, along with the Philadelphia Mummers Association, began the campaign now known as Save the Mummers. SaveTheMummers.com is something that was put together late last year when we realized that the city had cut our prize money and then turned around and said that this parade that they claimed cost $700,000, they were only going to give us 300 towards it and anything over that we were responsible for. Uh, we were able to generate the money needed to um, offset any any costs over that 300 which came nowhere near what they had claimed it would come to. But Mummers.com was uh, put together by the presidents of each organization, including myself, as an umbrella organization for fundraising and getting sponsors to donate money, and we did that. But uh, SavingTheMummers.com is basically trying to pay for what the city is no longer putting up. Um, I don't know how, you know, last year, like I said, they put up 300 and said, you have to come up with the rest. This year, they basically said there's not even the 300 available. So we have to basically pay for the entire thing. Due to the city's already present economic crisis and the typical rowdiness that can occur at the New Year's Day parade, members of Philadelphia City Council were originally wary about backing the mummers. Among the concerns were funds needed to finance the parade itself, assuring parade security through local law enforcement and whether or not the parade was painting the city in a poor light due to some citizens' behavior. On December 30, 2009, just two days before the parade, the Mummers Association and the Philadelphia City Council reached an agreement. The future of the parade, however, remains up in the air. Sean Callen, a member of the Froggy Car Club in the Comics Division, is one of many that have had their lives changed by being part of the Mummers. It has a huge impact on my life. Um... It's just, it's just a, a day, a really fun day to look forward to, and everybody loves it. Every, you should see the faces of the people that we, while we're parading around, they look like they're having just as much fun as we are. And that's pretty much the best thing about it, is just knowing that you're entertaining somebody. This parade's been around, like I said, 100 years, and it's been, always been an attraction. And if you um, ever see any type of thing where they talk about Philadelphia, it usually involves the mummers. If it's a card or a poster or something, it's you know it's about the Liberty Bell, it's about Independence Hall, it's about pretzels, cheesesteaks, and the mummers. And in the last two years, it was very disheartening to be tossed aside as you know just it's something that's costing the city money. When we did an independent economic study and found out that uh, the mummers per year, not over a course of years, but per year, uh, bring nine and a half million dollars into the Philadelphia economy. You know, it's amazing how people that never heard of the Mummers Parade before 
when they finally get their first glimpse of what it is like, now they're every you know they're talking about it for a year now, and they're finally a part of it now. Because you don't have to be from South Philadelphia to be a part of it. We have people in our club that didn't grow up in South Philly. They heard it from a friend that's in it, and they see what it's like. Five years later, they could be a big part of that club, a big part of that tradition, and meet a bunch of new people and people from that neighborhood, because everyone from South Philly knows everyone. After the New Year's Parade, a winner in each of the four divisions claims the title of being number one for that year. However, without financial support for the Mummers, everyone in the community loses. Save the Mummers is the real race, with everyone fighting for tradition. There, there's a lot of great people who are doing whatever they can to help the Mummers, and any, anything that could help save our hobby would be amazing. Any little bit helps. You know, there's a lot of great causes out there. There's a lot of things wrong with the world, but... You know, anything you could afford would help greatly, you know, help us keep this tradition going and hopefully, you know, bring joy and entertainment to the world to start off the new year. Lou and Mike's calls for advocacy bring to mind an important question. What would Philadelphia be like without the Mummers? And more importantly, what would the world itself be like without tradition? Sean Callan describes in his own words how the city would suffer. We are a city of civic celebrations. Um, we have the Pulaski Day Parade. We have the Puerto Rican Day Parade. We have uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade. We have a Kwanzaa celebration and the Mummers Parade and the Thanksgiving Day Parade and the Columbus Day Parade. And all of them should be funded. I'm sorry, in some way, shape, or form, Philadelphia and most big cities are about civic pride. Uh, you're, we're all Americans, but we have a heritage that dates to somewhere else, and there's nothing wrong with honoring that as long as it doesn't become why you're here. The tradition is just, it's friendly-oriented, it's family-oriented. There's not many things left, you know, that's not on a, uh, a computer or a game board that you can, ha- you can do and have fun. And again, if you look at the overall tradition of just being a part of something that's been around Philadelphia for over 100 years, done by the working-class people of Philadelphia, that's the number one thing. And then each club and then each family has their own traditions. It's not just about New Year's Day either. It's a, it's a whole year thing. And you have family part of it, you have friends a part of it, and you grow up in this thing. You grow up in being a part of the New Year's Parade. And, you know, people grow up talking about, you know, who's going to win this year, who's going to do what this year, who, what's doing what theme. We have shuffleboard leagues, softball leagues, basketball leagues. You know, it's not just about New Year's. The Mummers Parade is a big part of South Philly, and it's just something that one of the best things that South Philly has to offer besides the hoagies and cheesesteaks and all that stuff. Surely residents of Philadelphia will agree that the Mummers are a sufficient symbol of tradition to the city. When New Year's Day approaches, people forget about the worries, stress, and negative impacts in their lives and all come together in the streets of Philadelphia to celebrate and keep their city tradition alive. The Philadelphia Mummers are not just a New Year's parade. It is not merely a group of Philadelphians in colorful outfits dancing to music. The Mummers are the embodiment of a cultural movement. The city and the Mummers are tied together so strongly that the loss of one would result in the loss of the other. Tradition is something too many of us take for granted. Our heritage is something we rightfully should celebrate, as where we are is a result of how we've gotten here. The Mummers are an example of tradition that, in some way, will always live on simply because they must.
To help keep the mummers alive, visit www.savethemummers.com. This has been Behind the Strut, an 89.1 WYBF-FM production.